Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Dozcast. It's been a while since the last one, um, but I have come to realise that there is an obstacle when it comes to arranging these sorts of things, and it's called life. Um, yeah, people just have lots of things going on, um, but me and my guest today, Mr. Kicks, Huddersfield, Dewsbury, Leeds and Leicester himself, Matt Ellison, we've managed to get it sorted. How are you doing, sir? I'm very well, thanks, Doz. How are you, mate? I'm all good. I'm all good. Um, I just want to talk to you, obviously, um, about the kicks thing, um, yep. about you in general. But then I think more importantly, coming up now, we've got the charity game coming up on Sunday, which, um, judging by the WhatsApp group, there's a lot of nerves popping about. I don't know if you're <laughs> sensing fair that. Say. <laughs> yeah, fair to say that. That's fair to say. <laughs> um, so I just want to start with um, like your kicks journey. So... I'm told you started as an employee, um, just a coach. Yeah. Kicks. Yeah. Yeah. And so now a franchise owner. Yeah, I've done the the full circle. Um, so yeah, I came came back from working abroad um, back in 2018 in July. Um, it was all going all going well uh, working abroad, but then came back, got a job at Doncaster Rovers. Um, the head of like talent ID recruitment bit mm-hmm. quickly moved into running kind of all their facilities and hiring it. And then to be fair, the kind of the job role turned pretty much into a glorified caretaker role. Um, okay. And as part of kind of the looking after the facilities, mini kicks or kicks now, it was mini kicks back then before they rebranded. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they hired the facilities from us. So I was speaking to, uh, to Ben Hunter, who's obviously the founder of it. Um, and he said, you know, you, you don't you don't look happy because I obviously before I'd gone abroad, I was uh, doing a few sessions for him, and I was like, to be fair, mate, I'm not. I'm opening and locking up a stadium. It's not yeah. kind of my idea of, of work. Uh, so I, I basically said to him in a in a plea, if you like, um, save me, uh, offer me kind of the same money as I'm on, and I'll come and coach for you. Um, we then met at Costa, as you do, as all good meetings take place in Costa. <laughs> um, and he, he then kind of came to me and said, look, rather than coaching, we're kind of going into the, the franchising side of it. Would that interest you? And to be fair, kind of a franchise. I knew McDonald's was a franchise, but that was pretty much all that I knew about franchising and things like that. Um, so he said, we'll have, a, we'll have a chat. And I decided, yep, I'm going to go go for it. I'll buy a franchise. So went into his office and back then, it was it wasn't all singing all dancing systems as it is now. It was just a little map on the wall. Um, yeah. and you kind of got your little orange pencil and, and coloured in the area that you wanted, and that was yours. Um, as simple as that. So I'd gone with my heart set on Sheffield. I thought through my time at Doncaster and, and various other connections, got a few great connections at both of the Sheffield clubs and grassroots areas, and I thought that'd be perfect for me. And then you know, it's one of the lads who, uh, who who picked me to the post. So the next kind of up on the list, the closest one was an area called Kirklees, which obviously I, I now kind of kind of run. Um, and I'd never been to Kirklees in my life. Um, yeah. I'd never, I didn't know anyone from there uh, other than one person who actually commuted from Huddersfield. Um, I'm sure you know as well, John Caven. He used yeah, to do yeah. a little bit. Of, little bit of work at the Doncaster Rovers Development Centre. So I decided, yeah, why not? Let's bite the bullet, take a risk um, and, and let's go for it. So I kind of reached out to John and said, look, will you be my eyes and ears in Huddersfield and we'll, we'll get it started. 
Um, and I kind of started just running Huddersfield on a Saturday and Sunday whilst still being employed by Kicks or Mini Kicks as it was back then, uh, Monday to Friday doing schools, um, nine while three, and then still working at the Doncaster Rovers uh, Development Centre on an evening. So, yeah, that's kind of the full loop of the circle, really. Yeah. So when when you decided to take on a franchise, did, did it seem like a bit of a gamble to you at the time then? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you've you've got the you've got the initial costs and stuff. Um, so so you've got that, which is a gamble. And and to be fair, it's like anything in life, any new challenge that they're always a gamble. Um, and you never know how they're going to work. But I kind of I'd, I'd spoken. I'd obviously done a little bit of due diligence and um, spoken to a few franchise owners that that were there. Spoke with Ben himself, and he he was kind of the one that. I realised he weren't flogging me a dead horse. He said, look, you know, in, in two, three, ten years, I still want to be able to sit down and have a beer with you and you've got all the yeah. support um, there. So that that kind of gave me a lot of reassurance that he was there. And, and ultimately, with a franchise, that the, the more everyone wins, the franchise all wins. So you, you've got that kind of safety net, if you like, to fall back on that. They'll give you as much help and support to to grow, which, which they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we originally started... Um, April, yeah, April 2018. So when I said earlier it was 2018, it must have been 2017 when I got back. But yeah, it was 2018 um, that we started in April um, at Stalls Hall in Shelley with about eight kids. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was it. Stalls Hall at Shelley with eight kids on a Saturday, and then Sunday we was at Soccer City, which is now Score, and we had about four kids there. So yeah, I think that's yeah. what we launched with about. About twelve, between twelve and sixteen kids. And how many kids would you say you've got now? Um, in in the Kirklees area, where we we float between like the four fifty to five hundred um, oh, mark. Um, so so yeah, it's it's done quite quite well really over the uh, over the course course of the, uh, the year. But yeah, I mean, it, I, I really kind of started doing it full time. Um, just pre-pandemic, like the September before the pandemic, I'd, I started it full-time um, along with Alex and we was running it full-time. Then it kind of gets to you winter, which you always have a little bit of a lull anyway. Yeah. January, February done. And then we started back in March. We really hit it hard for the first couple of weeks and saw a lot of growth. And then the I think it was about the 20th of March, whatever, the, the kind of the COVID thing hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're pretty much just out of COVID now. So although we seem like we've been around the while, we're, we're still pretty much fresh out of the wrapper. Yeah, yeah. And and just getting um, started, so it's 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 good. It's fun. That leads nicely into my next um, thing because I want to talk to you about the lockdown period and stuff. Um, you were referred to Huddersfield's answer to Joe Wicks. I saw. I can't <laughs> if that was in the examiner or not. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think you wrote it yourself. I think. <laughs> hey, I must have done. I must have done. <laughs> um, but yeah, providing um, you were providing free online PE lessons and things. Um, I think in line with the key stage one curriculum, which was brilliant. Um, and I, I remember you asking me to do a few videos and things. I saw lots of the other coaches and stuff doing bits. Um, but yeah, yeah, I remember you receiving high praise from teachers and parents and. Uh, local MPs and stuff like that. So obviously with COVID, everyone was very, it was, well, you had to be reactionary, didn't you? Um, what yeah. What was your initial, like, 
reaction when you heard about the, you know, the COVID and lockdown and not being able to run sessions? What, how did that affect you? How did it affect the work? I think, yeah, right at the start, obviously, I think like, like everybody, I was naturally worried, if you like. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's only when you start speaking to more and more people, I suppose you, you learn to kind of train your brain or program it, if you like, into a certain way of thinking. Um, and then after that kind of initial probably couple of weeks shock thinking, wow, I could like could be out of a business. We've just started and, and all the other things that will flow through your head. It was like, right, what can we do using the platforms that we've got um, to have a great impact on our communities? So a people, you know, are still getting fit and active, but ultimately, you know, the, it, it's kind of good exposure for us for what we're doing as a new kind of, business to so we're there when we come back and and people will will remember us for the good that we've done for the community and to be fair any anything that i ever try to do on a on a bigger scale other than just the kind of sessions that we do i always Mm -hmm. try to make sure it is a benefit of of people within the local community Um, and so that was always kind of underpinning any any thinking and thought process that i that i had um, mm-hmm. but yeah, Joe, Joe Wicks to be compared to him, that was uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we don't look alike, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, I can't think what it is the difference, but I'm not, I'm not sure. But, maybe, um... maybe, maybe fitness levels, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, like amazing work done throughout um, the pandemic, man, like sorting out full parcels and things like that. So, you know, what I mean, like I was, I was proud to be part of Kicks. When I saw all that stuff going on, do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you're working for that company. They, they're yeah, kind that's of representing think... you as much as you're representing them. Do you know what I mean? So it was, it was good. It, exactly, it was... and but it was it was people such as yourself as well, and the other coaches. Like, I, and I always always say this: like, kicks is not just me. It's not, you know, it's not just Coach Matt. Like, it's it's the the whole team, and without kind of you and the other coaches, kicks doesn't exist. So yeah. I'm always humble enough to realize that. If I've got people buying in to what we're what we're trying to do as a as a big thing, then it just makes everything you know grow so much bigger. And and with yourself as well coming on board, and a few of the other local people that are well known within the area, yeah. you know we've we've been able to kick kick on again. And yeah, it's credit credit to you and the other coaches as well. Wicked. Um, obviously, a bit more recently, we've done like the you put on a CPD course, which was. It was really good. Um, it was nice to be on the other side of it kind of thing as well. So obviously you asked me and James to do a bit of a presentation ourselves on how we coach. Um, but like just seeing the younger coaches there, I was kind of like, right, I remember being here like as a college student and that. And now to be stood at the front presenting, do you know what I mean? It was um, it was interesting. I, I'm not going to lie, I was absolutely bricking it, by the way. <laughs> Um, I think I think I hit it quite well, but I was absolutely bricking it. I was like, yeah, definitely hit it well, definitely. Hit it well. <laughs> but um, but then obviously like the McDonald's stuff that we did as well, the McDonald's fun football events. Um, it's just like obviously like Jacob, my little boy, is is met Calvin, Calvin Phillips, Katie Zellum, Dan James. Uh, yeah. Who else was there? Well, Blue Peter, Tekka's kid, yeah. LDN movements. Like he's absolutely buzzing that he's had that opportunity man but like can you talk to me about how that sort of stuff works the mcdonald's fun football so obviously you see it on telly now and again like how did kids yeah. and mcdonald's come to to work together yeah so basically uh, ben hunter again as the founder he's he's a uh, never never wants to kind of sit still and he's, he's whenever i kind of have a catch up with him or 
beer or or a coffee, he always talks about never standing still. Um, and he's kind of as that. And that, again, it's a beauty of being involved with the franchise. He's always looking for different ways to try and make a massive impact on on the nation. His is obviously more of a, a national scale, whereas ours as franchisees is kind of within our communities. Um, so he'd he'd obviously had some chats with with McDonald's from football, um, and they were looking for big providers to be able to kind of ultimately deliver their sessions. So Kicks now are national providers for McDonald's up, up and down the country. Um, so you basically speak with McDonald's and then say, look, I own X, Y, and Z areas. Can we have some fun football sessions there? Um, and yeah, off the back of, off the back of that come the opportunities to, you know, because kicks have been doing so well and in particularly our areas within Huddersfield and, and Jewsbury, we've done so well. We were asked to go over and um, do the sessions with Calvin Phillips. And then after again, with Dan James and like you say, Tekka's kid, Katie Zeller, LDN movements. So there's been a lot of real cool stuff that's just spiraled off the back of it. Um, and, and yeah, and hopefully again, I mean, right at the start of starting to do it, there was an opportunity for the kids that were at kicks to go down to, you know, the community shield that McDonald's fun football sponsors. Okay. Um, so, you know, fingers crossed going forward, we might be able to secure tickets for, for some local, uh, local children to be able to be there in the kicks kits and, uh, and, you know, lead the players out at Wembley. I mean, that'd be uh, quite something. Wicked. I, I, I can pass as like an under eight or something anyway, so keep me in mind, yeah. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> yeah. for a few days, mate. I'll put a kicks kit. I'll put a kicks kit on. <laughs> <Love it. laughs> um, so, obviously, we've brought it right up to almost the present. Let's go back to uh, your upbringing. Um, where, where is it where you grew up? What, what was your childhood like, etc.? So... Yeah, Don Doncaster, good old uh, good old Donny. Um, little one of the biggest parts of Donny called Baldy. I was uh, mm-hmm. was brought up there. Um, parents split when I was very young, uh, but my, uh, my my stepdad that came in has been an absolute. You know, was just basically it's basically my dad. Um, mm-hmm. Great great support, great role model. Um, so yeah, that was that, and then obviously my my brother Alex grew up with him as well. Uh, Coach Alex, to those who may not know. There is a bit of a difference. He's got hair, I don't. He's slim. Uh, yeah, so he's a great coach. Yeah, you can see how it's going. He's he's got all the great traits. Um, but yeah, he 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 grew up with me there. Um, heavily influenced by my uh, my cousin, who was a few years older than me, who's kind of the big brother that I never had. Um, and yeah, it was very much just you know football from a from a young age, kicking about on the streets. The old jumpers for goalposts, things, games of Kirby, um, and that was pretty much my childhood. I was never out of football shirts and just just playing out, playing outdoors all the time, um, yeah. kind of a fit and healthy, healthy lifestyle. I'm not sure where it's gone wrong now, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, on, that was kind of, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that's that was kind of my, my childhood. It was, you know, I'm. I can't say it was not a, not a privileged childhood. I, I, looking back now, and I feel feel very privileged to have had the support that I had um, from my parents, who who both worked, you know, long long days, long hours, but to provide for me, and and ultimately, I think that's kind of set the work ethic in me. I had a job from twelve years old, doing milk round, uh, getting up at like half three in the morning, um, dropped off at seven, get ready and change and go to school. That was like three days a week. Um, yeah, did that for like four or five years. And then while I was at college, 
um, got a pizza job, pizza delivery job. So, <laughs> yeah, from from kind of, I've, I've worked ever since. And I think that stems from like the, the work ethic initially that my mum set. Um, and then obviously my stepdad came involved and, you know, the, the, I think it's just a something that was bred into me, to be fair, to, to work hard and, and constantly be, you know, looking for, for openings and, and taking them when they came. Wicked. Alex told me to mention the Boombox Corsa. The Boombox Corsa. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the Boombox Corsa. That, those were the days, I think, I was 17 at college. Um and no, I just left college, sorry, and I'd, I'd got a job. Um, I was all set to go to, to university, uh, Northumberland, and I managed to get a job over the summer working at a factory. And even like back then, which, I, you know, probably what's that, 15, nearly 15 years ago, maybe even 16 uh, years ago. And the summer job ended up turning into a full-time job and I sacked off uni and probably in large that was down to earning back then like 400 pound a week which yeah. was you know un- unbelievable money especially for like an 18 year old yeah, and then yeah just just got back from like Ibiza a couple of weeks away with a lad and I was like right get myself a brand new car so literally went got a, got a black a black Corsa um picked it up like the following week and drove back and then it was blacked out wheel, uh, blacked out wheel, <laughs> blacked out window. Put a DVD player in there, boombox, <laughs> and like you look back now and think about it now, and you just cringe. But back then, I thought I was like the coolest kid in town. Bring you it know, back, man. Bring it offering... back. Oh <laughs> yeah, bring it back. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, get a little sticker on it on the on the bonnet. Yeah, I thought I was so cool offering mates lifts to and from town and windows down with music on loud, and you just think. Wow, like done a full <laughs> circle from, from being an ultimate chaff to, to now. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, wow. Thanks, you have to show me Alex. a picture of them days. You need to send me a picture of you from them days. Uh, <laughs> I'll definitely just in my head you. right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, mentioned, you mentioned Mexico earlier. Um, yes. Can you talk me through that a little bit? Alex tells me that you can speak fluently. Yeah, pretty much fluent fluent Spanish can certainly hold the hold the conversation. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all self taught. To be fair, um, again, that factory job that was that was tied in privatizing nicely. To be fair, because that's when I got made um, I got made redundant with the recession. The whole company shut. It was around the time of the recession, um, and then my mum being my mum, she was like, "Look, you're not staying at home. You know, if you need to claim any kind of count." Uh, benefits whatever claim it but you're not staying at home go out and get yeah. some uh, get some work so I went back to the college where I just finished at um and, and Ben Mawson was there who's you know a, another guy uh, just all the Bens but he's an heavy <laughs> a heavy influence on my on my kind of outlook to be fair um with him he said look you know I haven't really got a job but start volunteering anyway I did a bit of volunteering they were then able to help me on my level two coaching um, then it became a little bit of paid work. Um, and from there, after my level two coach, I don't know if you remember him, he was from West Yorkshire, Gary Batley. Um, Name rings a bell. Like West Yorkshire coach educator. And okay. and he basically said to me at the end, he was like, look, you know, you, you've done really well. You've, you've passed it kind of with flying colours. I just want to kind of see what your personal circumstances are. And obviously back then I was young, free and single. And he said, oh, do you want to... Um, 
in that case, then do you want to know about a job I've got? So I asked him and he's like, yeah, we, uh, I work with someone in Mexico for West Ham United International Academy that they've got. Wow. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, wow, Premier League club, like great opportunity. So, so I kind of did that and then everyone was like, oh, you'll not stay out there, like rough as hell. And anyway, that was an initial six-month contract. Um, didn't, didn't really like it with the current boss, but I had met someone who I, who I kept in touch with. So I came back for a few months and, and got myself a little job in a, in a primary school in, in Mexbury in Doncaster for a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was to move back out um, and it was Mike Lineker who'd set up a, a business called Foot Academy out there and kind of went out and helped him um, grow, if you like, his, his businesses. He only had a couple of schools at the time. And by the time I left, like five years later, you know, he's absolute, absolutely flying. He had lots of different venues all around around Mexico. Um, and, yeah, just that, that went really well. And it was all self-taught Spanish from getting stitched up in little Mexican taxis. You know, instead of paying the equivalent of a five, you'd be paying 30 quid for a taxi journey. So I thought, this needs, this needs to stop. Um and then yeah, just met some met some great people. Still got a little WhatsApp group now with all the the coaches that were that were there, um, and still still keep in touch with them, kind of pretty much on a daily to weekly basis. So yeah, got probably line up a little Mexican reunion soon. But um, but yeah, just great 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 experiences out there with with the lads and just coaching abroad in a different country, you know, where you don't speak the same lingo. I mean, prior to that, I'd been to Canada and America. Um, yeah. coaching like summer camps and for a few months at a time and it's it's great fun but they speak yeah. the same language so there's no mm-hmm. real challenge the the thing that got me was the, the big challenge and that's what I, that's what I like the the language barrier and also it's a third world country and the cultures are completely different so yeah yeah it were it were great great experience wow wow um and then just before I move on to the quick fire questions, I want to talk to you about Rossington Main. Uh, your assistant Maine. manager there. Yes. Ben Hunter is the manager. That's right, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk to me a little bit about the season and how it differs a little bit from working with kids? Yeah, it's it's great. It's good It's good fun. And it's to be honest, obviously you're involved in men's football as well. It's it's my mm-hmm. It's my release from life, if you like. Um, just being around blokes, you'd, you'd never having to be careful of what you're saying. You can yeah. just the the ban the banter's relentless, lots of fun, and it's just literally being around the lads and doing something else you love, which is football. So they tie in they tie in really nicely. Um, and I always say, especially during that ninety minute when the game's on, I don't really think about anything else. If it's been a stressful week or or whatever's happened, that kind of ninety minutes is is my release. Um, so it's kind of been our first proper season, although we've been in charge for three seasons between us. The, the first two seasons were curtailed due to the COVID. So this one's our first real season where we've actually gone, you know, and completed it. Um, and, you know, we started off like house on fire doing really well. And then we ended up just before Christmas and going into that kind of winter period where games come thick and fast. We had nine first team players out injured. Um, so that kind of, you know, got two of those that are long-term injuries like ACLs, uh, well, three, two ACLs and then like nihilist hamstrings, 
like just yeah it's been it's been crazy so we obviously between me and Ben we had to scramble around get players get some loan signings in lean on other non-league pl- uh, clubs that we know a few leagues higher to get some players mm-hmm. and to be fair we've still managed to create um, a great group and um, yeah we managed to get into the playoffs which to be fair it never looked likely it was going to happen around around Christmas time with what was happening um, but yeah, we managed to, to get there and with a very, very young squad, to be fair, there's only a few, that about two or three players that are over 30. The rest are all in the late teens, early 20s. So, so yeah, we've, we've we've done very well, secured a playoff place and then went away to, to Ferriby last Saturday. And yeah, it was uh, nil-nil and then a straight red card. Our players gone through for the, with a keeper. They both clashed. Um, he has caught him. But referees give a straight red, and you think in a game of that magnitude, it, it just changed, big decisions change everything. Um, and they're a good club, good outfit, and you need eleven players on the pitch against them. And then that was it, and we we ended up another another red card ten minutes ago. So playing with nine men, we we lost we lost two nil. Um, but that was kind. So that's brought um, you know the curtain down on the season. But we've got the presentation uh, tomorrow, so we'll get the lads back up in the spirits, give a few trophies out, little afternoon out with the lads, and then um, then yeah, we'll. Uh, I'm sure me and Ben will be sitting down probably beginning of the next week to plan. You know, any additional signings we're looking to make, what the future looks like, finalise things with the sponsors who are going to sort all the kits and things. So yeah, it'll be a, a busy off season, and then before we know it, it'll be time for pre season again. Got a good little scouting session coming up on Sunday, man. You can scout some players. Yeah, there. that's it. <laughs> I'll, I'll have I'll have one eye one eye on potential uh, potential candidates at the game for sure. Rossington always used to be a bit of a bogey team whenever I played. Um, Rosso, that's what they call that. They Rosso we used to hate Rosso, going there. I remember there was um, is it Lee Holmes? Is it Lee Holmes? Home, yeah, yeah. He used to score yeah, against us right. every single time we played against the man. Yeah, if we didn't have good times there, I'll be honest. But yeah, yeah he's. Uh, I think he's a bit of a Rosso legend in front of goal. He's, he's bagged a few, uh, bagged a few goals. Yeah. Did he manage? Did he manage it for a bit? Am I imagining he, that? Yeah. No, he did. He did manage yeah. it for a bit. There's been a few managers, um, but I think we're kind of now longest reigning, I believe. I might be wrong. The Rosso uh, statisticians out there will probably prove me wrong, but um, certainly I don't remember that there's been anyone there for three seasons or more in kind of while I can remember. Wicked, wicked. Um, right, I've got a few quick-fire questions for you. It's like a little bit. Nice one. Um, quick as you can, yeah, you ready? Okay. Coaching kids or coaching adults? Kids. Android or iPhone? iPhone. The first signing, if you were appointed as Arsenal manager, Harland. <laughs> yeah, good signing. <laughs> Pineapple on a pizza, yes or no? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Texting or calling? Uh, calling. Summer or winter? Summer. Var or Nova? Nova. Messi in his prime or Ronaldo in his prime? Messi. In the Premier League title race, City or Liverpool? Liverpool. Last one. Kicks parents or kicks coaches? Ooh! 
Ooh, he's done it. <laughs> Can I sit on a fence and get splinters? Oh, I've got to choose. No, no. Oh, he's done it. Um, I've not, I've not seen the parents play, so, <laughs> um, so I have to err with a side of caution. And also, if I didn't say the kicks coaches, I won't have a business. You'd be getting all, the sack, man. Then I'll do, I'll do one. So I'm, I'm going with the kicks coaches. But genuinely, I know the kicks coaches. There's, there's lots of talent in there, such as yourself. I know, like you know, there's, there's yourself, and there's a fair few others that have played quite a high level. Um, so yeah, it should be, it should be a great spectacle. I'm looking forward to it, man. Let's talk about it now. Um, so the charity game, it's happening on Sunday, the 24th of April, 3 p.m. kickoff. Yep. At um, newly promoted Golke United yes. um, Sky Direct Stadium. They obviously went through via the playoffs last week. Um, yeah, so we're now playing at a Northwest County's Prem ground, uh, which should be good. Uh, we're trying to raise money for local charities, Kirkwood, Forget Me Not, and the Ivy Holland Fund. Um, right. It's parents versus coaches. Harry Toffolo of Huddersfield Town is managing the parents. Yourself managing the coaches. Um and then the captains of the teams, obviously I'm captaining the coaches and Chris Holland is captaining the parents. Chris yeah. Holland is very nervous. I sense it. Very, very nervous. <laughs> He's very nervous. Um, yeah. Where did the idea come about? Um, obviously, I mean, charity is charity in it, like self-explanatory, but where did the idea come? Yeah. Uh, where do you see it going in the future? Give us a bit of more yeah. info about so, it. The, the idea... Um, as you probably know, I always try to do things as big and as best as I can. That's just kind of me. Um, the idea originally came from one of the Kicks Leeds coaches, Martin, and he, he just said to me, Matt, can we organise, um, I think it'll be great, kind of a, a dads versus coaches parents match, um, and we'll just raise a few quid and and we'll give it to charity. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no worries. I'm, and, and to be fair to Martin, I just said, look, you you run with it. I, I genuinely, I'm, I'm really really busy, um, but happy for you to to organise it and stuff. And anyway, we he'd organised it, sorted um, some playing fields in Leeds and kits and you know and, and stuff like that. And it was all looking looking forward to it. And then we'd not taken into account there was like the lights were going back or whatever the the clocks going back. Yeah. So, and so it was like, then we looked at the forecast for the upcoming Sunday. So it was like, it's going to be absolutely pitch black and also throwing it down. So we reached out to everyone and just said, look, we've, you know, we've, it's probably the best idea that we kind of cancel it um, and we look to rearrange it. Um, so after that, I kind of said to Martin, obviously, because he'd done an amazing job, but I just said to him, look, shall we? Shall we do it like a little bit bigger? And obviously, we've got the connections with with Bennett Golka. He brings his son to kicks, and and for those that don't know, we we run kick sessions at Golka for two to eight year olds with mm-hmm. with the kind of outlet that any kids as soon as they're old enough are ineligible to go straight and create a new under sevens team at Golka, um, which I think their new under sevens teams absolutely bopping it, and it's full of mainly ex kicks kids, which is which is nice. brilliant. Um, so we have that relationship. So when I when I spoke to Ben and I said, look, if it's at the end of the season when the team's finished, he's like, yeah, not a problem. Um, so then I thought, like, right, how can we make it again a little bit, a little bit bigger? Um, and then I, I reached out, obviously, to Harry Toffolo. He brings his children to kicks as well and a great ambassador for us. And I just said, look, 
I know you're probably not be able to play because it's still kind of in the season uh, for all the insurance purposes. But would you be interested in maybe managing the side? And he was like, "Yeah, down for that. It'll be great." And I just thought having people like that hopefully will bring in maybe even if they bring in an extra twenty people just to yeah. want to come in, and that's an extra twenty pound all goes to the charity. Um, but as I've kind of I've mentioned, this is pretty much phase one. So after this charity, I'll sit down with the charity. After this game on Sunday, I'll sit down with, again, the coaches, the parents, the people from the charities and say, look, what do we do for next year to make it bigger and better for phase two? Um, and then I suppose kind of what I would like is, is to have it, like you say, maybe in five, six years' time. It's still an annual event, but it's held at Huddersfield Town Stadium. So... Yeah. And it becomes an even more professional feel for the coaches and the parents. Um, you know, you get to walk out of the town stadium, play on there. We've got sponsors that are going to help kind of cover some of the costs as well and ultimately make it a great day where we can raise a lot of money for charities that are, you know, really personal to quite a few people that are involved, but mainly to kind of yourself and Chris who are the captains. Yeah. I mean, anyone, well, Kirkwood, obviously they've got their website set up and things like that, forget me not. Um, the Ivy Holland Fund, I wasn't familiar with. Um, I've also done my reading upon it, but I would just direct anybody who's got any interest in coming, even if you haven't got any interest in coming, but just have a look um, at the work that those charities do um, get through um, and just donate what you can. Um, it should be a laugh. It should be a laugh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so Definitely. do come along if you... If you can get there, it's going to be honestly, it's going to be amazing. And the fact that it's it's more, it's it's got a personal element to it now rather than just a charity match. I think you know people can actually relate to to it. It's not just another charity match. It's a charity match done with people that you know, and and a lot of the community within Huddersfield will have probably used or had someone that's had the services of the Kirkwood or forget me not. Um, so, so yeah, to help them to charities, um, yeah, it means, it means a lot to me to help the local community. Um, but I think underpinning that it'll be a great laugh and whether you go in the goal or not, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> See how the legs go. <laughs> See how the legs are. After <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see uh, quite a few faces there, man. And then uh, uh, a few beers and afterwards as well, man. That'd be good. Absolutely, yeah, it'll be uh, be a nice touch. Wicked. Um, last but not least, obviously, um, the kick sessions run throughout the year. Um, can you just yeah. talk to us a little bit about the kicks memberships that people can get hold of? Um, so, what's it include? Uh, the costs, where the venues are, and how people sign up. Yes. So, in terms of the kicks membership, um, the best way to sign up. And to find out your closest academy, literally pop onto the Kicks website. So that's kicks.org.uk. And if you put your child's age in there, along with your postcode, it'll bring up all of the classes that we have closest to you. I think we've got about 12 different venues throughout Kirklees at the moment. Um, but then there's a one-off membership fee of 21.95. That includes a kit that gets sent out in a nice little package with some sweets and a welcome pack um, addressed to the child. And then the monthly direct debit is is £28, but there's no kind of terms, contracts with that. So, again, this is why we get quite a lot of people sign up. And the reason we have the direct debit is just so you've got a place guaranteed. 
until you leave yeah. your place is guaranteed it allows us to manage numbers in the sessions so we don't have, get like 50 kids there one week and zero the next um but also we have a hundred percent money back guarantee so anyone that might be kind of thinking oh you know i'm not sure if little little johnny would, would like it and then come along try the session and then if for whatever reason you've signed up uh, because the reason we make people well not make people sign up but like them to sign up and we don't offer tasty sessions is because they then receive their kit so when they turn up to the session their child's looking and feeling the same as all the other children that are in there yeah, yeah, so yeah. so they feel and look the part of the same team now if for whatever reason they don't like it they get to keep that kit we'd reimburse them the 21.95 fee and the direct debit wouldn't start so parents aren't out of pocket whatsoever and and you've got an opportunity but then again if your child does love it because they get direct debits then set up they just keep coming for us for as long as you like and um, that place is yours so yeah. yeah i think we've got we've got sessions all over almondbury bradley denbydale golker home firth three sessions at the zone um one in Dewsbury at the moment and we'll be looking to expand into the north of kirkley's a little bit later on in this year as well all being well yeah we're so get involved if you want to get your kid into football. Some top coaches I've heard. Some top coaches. Yeah, I've heard there's a few decent ones as well. They're, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great group, and and I always pride ourselves on that. We've got the best facilities, and we have the best coaches, and I think that's genuinely why we're you know the biggest provider of junior grassroots football within Kirklees. Wicked. Um. I want to end the episode with the same three questions I ask all my guests. Okay. First one is, if you could invite three celebrities, living or dead, around for dinner, who would you pick and what are you having? Oh, well, it's, a great, it's a great meal, but I'd have to go for a good old classic um, steak and chips, a little steak dinner. Yeah. The three celebrities... I'd love to spend time with would be and David Beckham. Yeah. Just think he's an absolute great guy. And if you speak if you speak to Ben Hunter, you'd probably get him round. <laughs> probably, probably get him round. <laughs> probably get him round. So I'd, I'd have him round. Um you said celebrities, didn't you? Yeah. Celebrities. So yeah, go go David Beckham. Um I would also want to speak with oh, Nelson Mandela. Mm, I think he's be, popped up a couple of times. It'd be great to, to speak to, to understand, you know. Um, and then last one would be oh, I don't Really, really tired on this one. So it's a great question. We should have been, we should have been prepped on it. And then, to be fair, <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have to go for Dennis Burkham. Just oh, to, legend! Dennis Burkham, absolute legend, greatest player to ever play for for Arsenal, in my opinion. Just yeah, un unbelievable to sit and have a uh, to sit and have a beer with him. The uh, yeah, class. Maybe uh, maybe test his touch out as well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, can you give me one Netflix recommendation? Could be any TV streaming service, to be fair, of ones do Net exist. Netflix, one of my favorite ones, um, Narcos. 
Oh, you know what? I've not finished that. It was great. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. brilliant. Yeah, set in Colombia, the old Escobar regime. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Recommend it. Good one. Yeah, good one. Um, and then lastly, one piece of advice you would give to your younger self. Piece of advice I'd give to my younger self. Um, I think a piece of advice, if I was to give it to myself, it'd be always, always remain humble, but be be patient for the long-term success, but impatient. So daily, graph, 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 but knowing that the graph that you'll do now might bear fruits in three, four, five years. But yeah, so impatient for the short term, patient for the long term, and remain humble. Great advice. Great advice. Matt, that's been a brilliant episode. Thank you very much for your time. No problems at all, Does It's been a, been a pleasure to have uh, me on the DOSCast, mate, and uh, look forward to uh, to hearing it. Yeah, man. Um, well, I'll, I'll see you on Sunday. Um, hopefully with my legs in one piece. Um, I might have to ask you for some goalie gloves. We'll see. Not sure. But, uh, <laughs> Plenty of rest, mate. Lots of stretching. I'm looking forward I'm to gonna, it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ring Connor now, actually, just to go and try and book in for Saturday evening. <laughs> see if he can sort my legs out <laughs> so they're ready for Sunday. <laughs> I like it. Great shout. Great shout. <laughs> but, oh. yeah, um, just to the listeners... Uh, if you've got nothing else to do on a Sunday, come and pop along, three o'clock, man. Um, come and have a laugh at some people. Um, you might be laughing at me in goals, but it should be a good event. We're raising money for some fantastic charities. Um, so come and donate wherever you can. If you can't get there, you can donate online and things like that as well. Um, I've set up my page. There'll be others um, set up in various places as well. But um, this has been the latest episode of the Dozcast. I've been Dozer. This has been Matt Ellison. Thank you for listening. Peace.